Leafs take care of business against the Blue Jackets and move one step closer to clinching home ice. Let's recap the game and get an update on Matt Murray on today's edition of Locked On Leafs. Your Locked On Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome into the April 5th edition of the Lockdown Leafs podcast. It's your one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's brother on TSN's Overdrive and TSN 1050's Leafs Lunch. Joining me, it's my co-host, Dave Morissuti from Sportsnet, also a writer for the NHLPA. Lockdown Leafs is a daily Maple Leafs-centric podcast, so be sure to subscribe for free. Wherever you get your podcasts from, you can also check us out on video format up on YouTube. That's Locked On Leafs on YouTube. We got new content coming out for you guys each and every day, uh, weekday at the very least, Monday through Friday, five shows. It's all Leafs all the time. We're still looking to get to our goal of 3,000 subscribers on YouTube by the playoffs. So two more weeks to get 250 people to sub up. So if you're watching and you're not subbed and you enjoy what we have to talk about today and you want to keep track of how you know what's going on in Leafland, especially as the playoffs near, hit that subscription button, hit the notification bell, and you'll be notified when you get new uh, new videos each morning. Uh, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel, the sportsbook, uh, the official sportsbook of the Locked On Network. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Dave, if you would have uh, bet the puck line for the Maple Leafs tonight. You would have definitely cashed that one thanks to a late Austin Matthews empty net winner to make it a 4-2 to two victory over the Columbus Blue Jackets. With that one, the Maple Leafs moved to 102 points on the year and now have a 96% chance of clinching home ice in round one with the victory. Uh, your initial thoughts on tonight's game? Yeah, it kind of seemed this was the type of effort we expect the least to have against a team like Columbus. We haven't always seen it. Mm. Um, I guess maybe the surprise, or maybe if you've been watching the Leafs the last couple weeks, the the, the other guys, I'm going to call them, stepping up their game in this one. Zach Aston Reese. Yeah, we, we in the biz, we like to call that depth, David. Ooh, the the D word. We're bringing up the D word right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're you're not wrong, buddy. You get two goals from Zach Gass and Reese. Kerfoot chips in on a goal, and then obviously they get the uh, the empty net insurance mark right of Austin Matthews. Just a little easy, you know, empty netter for him. But yeah, like those are those are big uh, big goals, and you know, came up big for this team tonight. Uh, obviously, depth has been a question mark of late. Do we need to see more of those guys getting? Um, some offense I think the answer is yes you do as we approach the playoffs so it is nice to see a game like tonight um, when really I wouldn't even say that like realistically Toronto was all over Columbus like it's not even like the the big boys weren't firing tonight Mm -hmm. it's like they didn't have any chances like I can I think Austin Matthews had um, nine scoring chances he was credited for on natural stat trick I think five of which were high danger chances so there was a lot of a lot of volume and high um high percentage opportunities for the big boys tonight um but that kid was pretty darn good jet reeves the local cambridge product go figure leave it to a uh a a 
you know, GTA-ish. Cambridge isn't quite GTA, but, you know, a Southern Ontario boy to make his NHL debut between the pipes in the city of Toronto and for him to come up strong. 46-8 performance was was terrific. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was only kind of the, the depth guys who were able to beat him, funny enough. Yeah, it, it, it was <laughs> – if you were on the Discord, everyone was just like, yeah, let's throw in the towel. Southern Ontario kid making his debut against the Leafs. It's funny because we've seen a lot of those types of performances, not just against Leafs, but around the NHL. Like Dylan Ferguson had a very similar performance, although in a winning effort, but like Dylan Ferguson had that massive game in his season debut for the Senators. Yeah. It just seems like a lot of those performances are happening around the NHL. Typically, you don't really see a lot of that. So Jet Reeves, right? So 46 save uh, performance tonight um, is fifth all time in terms of uh, what was the stat here? I just had it. Hold on one second. Fifth all time. Uh, Jet Reeves stopped 46 shots in his NHL debut and set the Jackets record for most saves in their first appearance with the franchise. But fifth all time in terms of uh, most saves in an NHL debut with 46, which ties Kevin Mandelizzi, who did it two months ago on February 14th with 46. Meanwhile, you look at the guys who are the other guys who are all on that list ahead of them. uh, You're looking at 2015, which actually wasn't that long ago, 1998, 1983, and 1976. It's only once since 1998 has somebody had more than 46 uh, saves in their NHL debut. And of course, Jet Greaves, comes and does that against Toronto, um, but in a losing in a losing effort. So to no avail, didn't matter because the Blue Jackets stink. Apparently, the so I don't know if you heard uh, Joseph Wall's comments post game about the 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 second goal that went in on him. Apparently, he like hit a rut and uh, he just went down. Like he just fell, and it was a wide open. No, the first goal. Sorry, that first goal. I was gonna say, yeah, the first goal, and it just you know, fell out of position and, you know, it was kind of an easy, uh, easy, you know, goal from there for, uh, for um, Columbus. The second one, what are your thoughts on that second goal? Cause it was a nice play shot, but also y- you'd like to be able to take away everything, you know, above you like that. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm conflicted on that second goal. Yeah. I mean, especially because the game was, it just seemed like the game was kind of lolling around like there wasn't a lot happening and then all of a sudden they score that goal and they're like oh we're still like we're still in this Mm. and like that's 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 where you like to see it like you'd like to see a a stop there it wasn't you know he didn't have a great eric robinson i think yeah he's the one that scored he didn't have a great angle on the shot either like coming in short side that's what i mean like i just thought like that's that's a that's one that 99 times out of 100 Joe Wall probably saves. He just, yeah. you know, comes out looking big, looking tall, and you you take away the top of the net on an angle like that. They shouldn't be able to beat you short side and, and high, and, and they did. But nonetheless, I guess it was a really nice, nicely placed shot by by mm-hmm. Robinson. But I'm not going to nitpick that one though. Joseph, Joseph Wall was was pretty good tonight. 24, 26 um, stops, five and one now on the season. I do want to get your thoughts though before we break into uh, into our three stars of the game. Um, on if you were surprised when you saw the the lineup in morning skates th- today, 
and the big shakeup, and then how you think uh, it all played out with the shakeup in the top six and on the deep. I guess the, all the deep pairs were shaken up as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know what? It, I guess obviously when we saw Ryan O'Reilly out there initially with practice, you thought, oh, is he going to come back? And then you saw he was getting the extra work, and you heard that Nylander was just getting the game skate off and they were going to put him in. And so we we discussed like our lines and I and we we brought up the idea of obviously Tavares and Marner together and you know how they would work together better and then Matthews and Yarncroke how they would continue to play together and Bunting moves up to the top six and like all those things we discussed kind of happened and I was a little surprised. I just would never have expected to see a Tavares Nylander Marner trio. Yeah, it's not something we see a lot, right? No. Did you think that it worked though? Like I, I thought that Nylander had a little bit more jump playing with someone who's got some pace like Mitch Marner. And then Tavares was just getting in those right spots. You yeah. know, like he, he was in around the net being um being dangerous like he typically is when he plays with Mitch Marner. He knows that it, when you're playing with Mitch Marner, you just have to make sure you're in you gotta get yourself in those scoring positions, right? And I think that's that the intuitive that that Marner and Tavares have playing together just makes me it kind of reinforces the idea that it works better if they're still together because Matthews was still pretty good, right? Like Austin Matthews without Mitch Marner did not look like it was like Matthews was out of place at all. So I think this reinforces the idea that you know what, like you you get a better you get a deeper lineup when you do this. Um, the third line with uh, Achari, Abruzzese, and uh, Kerfoot. Didn't expect to see that. Um, but I, like, you know, Achari, you saw his presence, you know, throwing, laying down the body, which is good to see after he was off with, like, a neck-slash-whiplash injury. So that was good to see. And then that fourth line, pretty good. Like, that. that's a fourth line I think should stick around for a little bit because that's probably the best I've seen Sam Lafferty in a really long time. Well, Dave, it's funny you say that because uh, today on Leafs Lunch, Frankie Corrado and I had to um, put together an ideal lineup. That was my fourth line. And I, I swear to you, you know this is fact because I was kind of bouncing these these ideas off of you last night before we saw the lines today. And that was the fourth line that I ended up going with. Yeah. And funny enough, we wake up and all of a sudden Sheldon Keefe has the same idea, puts those guys out together and they perform well come out with a couple of goals um so yeah it's it, it, uh you know it, it made gave me a nice smile i suppose i could say seeing that that line ending up having some success you know zach Gasserie's two goals i think lafferty assisted on on both of them as well so uh, certainly definitely good to see that fourth line having a solid night uh as for austin matthews um i'll tell you my thoughts on the other side because he makes an appearance in my three stars of the night, so I'm not going to burn all the stat, all the stats that I've got uh, ready to go to talk about AM34 and the night that I thought he had. I also have a, sh- a story to share with you about a Leafs executive whom I had a conversation with at the game tonight. So I will share that story also on the other side, and we got an update on Matt Murray as well. Uh, so we'll get to all of that and more. But first, Dave, have a word from our show sponsor. Yes, today's uh, today's show is brought to you by Indeed. When you're drafting your fantasy team, do you ever wish you could handpick the best stars for your business team? If you're building your talent roster, you need 
Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills. We can do it all with Indeed. Find top talent with Indeed's fast indeed find top talent fast with Indeed suite of powerful hiring tools like matching, assessments, and virtual interviews. Hate waiting, Indeed data shows over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. You know, obviously, you're all, we're all looking to get the best candidates you can for any potential job. And that's why candidates you invite to apply through Instant Match are three times more likely to apply to your job than candidates who only see it in search, according to U.S. Indeed data. With Indeed, matching as soon as you sponsor posts gets you a short list of quality candidates whose resume on Indeed match your job description. Boom. It's like hiring at warp speed. Indeed does the hard hiring work for you sponsor job and they'll match you with the quality candidates whose resumes fit your job description when you post with indeed you can start hiring fast join over 3 million businesses worldwide using indeed to hire great local talent fast indeed knows when you're growing your own business you have to make every dollar count that's why with indeed you only pay for quality candidates that match your must-have job requirements visit indeed.com slash locked on to start hiring now so make sure Go to indie.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back into the Locked On These Podcasts. It's Mike DiStefano and Dave Morissuti, your hosts here on Locked On Leafs. Um, what do you, let, let's get to our three stars, and then I'll share the story. So you got to... You had to wait a little bit longer to hear that story, uh, my run-in with a Leafs exec tonight at the at the Leafs game. Um, so 4-2, the Maple Leafs come away with the victory, one being an empty netter. But I would say that the score isn't quite indicative of how much Toronto actually controlled and laid a beatdown on the Blue Jackets. They just got some pretty good goaltending uh, from a guy who comes in as my third star, actually. I know we typically give them to, to Maple Leafs here. Um, but I got to give Jet Reeves a star, man. Like I was not expecting him to do a whole lot. I I, I came out and, and thought it was going to be point night the second I saw the report that this kid was going to be starting. I mean, it, deep down, I thought it was going to be point night, but the jokes obviously was, oh, Southern Ontario kid making his debut. Nope, we're going to see a 46 save performance out of him. I mean, that's not what I expected, but it was definitely uh, it, it was the joke that was made. Now that's what he ended up doing, though. 46 saves. Um, it was unbelievable. I, I, I'm, I'm just checking it right now. I believe I saw the number um, floating out there that uh, in tonight's game, in all strengths, and granted, they had a couple of power plays where they were zipping it around, which probably helped the expected goals uh, statistic there. But through the 60 minutes of play, uh, the Leafs had an expected goals four of 6.56 goals. 6.56 goals they were expected to score tonight based off the shot quality that they had. And uh, he only allowed three of them. So that's pretty darn good for a goaltender in his first ever game going against one of the league's top offenses. And you have uh, 3.56 goals saved above expected. Not too shabby for a kid making his debut in Toronto. Group of Leaf fan, I'm pretty sure. Um, little tip of the cat to uh, Jet Reeves. So third star for him. Oh, huge, huge performance. I mean, it, it's 
it's one thing to do it against uh, you know a, a team like the Leafs that do your debut like player in your debut like that, but also to do it on a Columbus Blue Jackets team that just looks absolutely abysmal. Like that game, like we've seen a team is just absolutely dummy Columbus, and it's because it's because of the goaltending that that did not happen. Yes, tonight. So yeah, you give him credit. Hopefully, you know it's a nice story too. He's no, he's not exactly a young guy, youngish, right? Twenty twenty two years old, if I'm not mistaken. That's pretty young for a goalie. I mean, yeah, pretty young for goalie. Twenty five. Yeah, but he's he's someone that kind of you know wasn't viewed as like a top. Yeah, yeah. legitimately, I think this is just a case where the Columbus Blue Jackets. Want to lose every game from here on out. They're in the Bedard Bonanza. They want to lose as many games as possible and figured, you know what? Let's call up this random Jet Reeves character who we have in our system, who's from, you know, the area and would probably be happier than a pig in bleep to come and get shelled because he gets to make his NHL debut in the city of Toronto with friends and family there. Surprise. Surprise. Oh, wow. He gave this team a chance to win the game. What the heck is he doing doing that? That's what the Blue Jackets from. Right? Pekalainen's like, guy, I literally tried to throw this game by calling this guy up and forcing him into the lineup. And all of a sudden, it's a 3 2 game in the final minute. What the heck's going on here? But uh, no, definitely, uh, uh, you know, congratulations to him and his family. I'm sure it was a a really, really cool moment um, for him tonight, despite the loss. Probably still a night that he won't forget. All right, your third star, Dave. My third star, I'm going to give it to the pairing of TJ Brody and Morgan Riley. We, you kind of, I didn't get a chance to talk about the defensive pairings in the uh, previous segment. So I figured this probably be the best way to bring it about. It's that this is probably like Morgan Riley's had some good games, but it kind of surprised me when I realized he had nine shots on goal in this game. Like that's like when he was on the ice, there was a lot of time not being spent in his own zone. I think he just, it just shows that level of comfort he has playing with TJ Brody while TJ Brody and Jake McCabe is probably the better pairing in terms of a defensive pairing. Yeah. It's also good that let's say Sheldon Key feels like he has to split TJ Brody and Jake McCabe apart. You can go to the good old faithful of TJ Brody and Morgan Riley and it works out quite well. Most of the time. Well, yeah, Lord. majority majority of the time, not all the time. If if Riley's playing like he did tonight, which was which was relatively well, then it looks good. But we've seen nights where that guy was not playing some great hockey, and doesn't matter who his partner is, it mm-hmm. it sometimes doesn't look great. But I thought that it was pretty uh pretty solid night for for Mo as well. There was the one two on one. I thought that he committed to the shooter a little too much. Um, where you want to kind of more so take the pass and give the the shooter yeah. to the goaltender, but that uh, ah, again, that's that's just being nitpicky. Um, my second star of the night is one Austin Taylor with an O or a U. I think it's a U. Matthews, uh, big night for him, man. Like again, he he the only the only goal that he registered was a, an empty netter but he could have had two three goals tonight like he was he was that good his actual individual expected goals tonight 1.98 he was expected to score two goals tonight and i'm sure the expected numbers did not really come from that cross uh you know literal full ice empty netter that he scored 
it was all the close in tight chances that he had tonight. Nine scoring chances, five of which high danger, as I noted earlier, six shots um, actually hitting the goal. He was he was tremendous. And, and on both sides of the ice, too, there was that one shift where he got hemmed in. But again, you know, he's the one who ended up uh, kind of dumping the puck down the ice and, and allowed them to get off for the change to negate um, or to not allow them to get scored on there when they're on the ice for like a minute and a half or so. Um, but other than that, really, really solid two-way game tonight out of Austin Matthews with a couple of new, different line mates, I suppose. He's played with both for, for quite some time, just not together. So um, I thought he had a good game. Uh, your second star. He was my second star as well. I just think he he impressed me because again he has he has to you know carry the line a bit more now with more with uh, Mitch Marner moved off of it. I thought he did exactly just that, and he's a, continues to show the effort at both sides. Like he's skating, he is he's just chugging along, and that's when he's at his best. And if he can continue to play like this going into the playoffs. This gives you really good confidence in how the Leafs can roll out their lines, and they don't have to, you know, put Matthews and Marner together just to try to get that line going. Like the fact that Austin Matthews is doing a lot more of that on his own is a really good sign. Uh, absolutely. Um, moving on to the first star of the hockey game, Dave. Uh, Mister TSN Zach Aston Reese. I thought you were going to say TSN's Mike Johnson. Oh, I mean, Mike Johnson also deserves shout-outs because he's amazing, too. Did you hear the post-game, uh, post-game comments from Zach Gasson Reese? Uh, I missed those ones. Okay. Uh, it, was, it was pretty funny. He, uh, he did an interview with Mark Masters post-game, and he said, man, 8 of your 10 goals has come on TSN. You, you a big TSN guy? You, you like watching the channel? And he's like, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's the guy between the box uh, or between the benches, uh, Mike Johnson. Yeah, tell him he's got to be here every night in the playoffs. <laughs> it was funny. It's his, it's his good luck charm, apparently. Zach Astorice's good luck charm is having uh, Mike Johnson between the benches. Um, yeah, apparently he didn't get the belt tonight. He uh, got the belt. So he said. So I think uh, I think Mark Master said he asked if he got the belt. He said no. Thank God he doesn't like giving speeches in front of his teammates. Alex Kerfoot got the honor tonight. Kerfoot? I actually I didn't mind Kerfoot's game. I'll be honest. Um, yeah, I, I thought that he had a decent game. Um, a little bit lower down the lineup, less responsibility, but he was all right tonight. I probably would have given it to Zach and Reese though. Like, I wonder if there was some reason I'd love to hear the reasoning as to why yeah. Kerfa got it. Not the guy who scored two goals and, and quite honestly looked, looked solid throughout the entire night. I mean, I thought that that fourth line in general, we, we talked about it a little bit before, but like camp Zach and Reese and, and Lafferty, you know, I thought that they drove play pretty well and, and were, you know, got those goals because, they found themselves in the offensive end a lot of the time. Not that they were gifted with those opportunities, but this is a, a you know group that can turn defense into offense, right? David Camp wins a draw. They play well on their own end, and all of a sudden they're transitioning the other way. Um, I think actually I did see there was a quote from one Austin Matthews. Yeah, he said uh, Camper's line was unbelievable for us. Obviously, Risa with two goals, but I thought they drove play and just did a great job. So, Austin Matthews giving some love to uh, to that fourth line and uh, and Zach Aston Reese as well. Yeah, it's 
this is the type of thing you need to see from your fourth line. I've been hearing ever since the trade deadline of how with all the moves that the Leafs made and all the, all the, the guys that were traded out, scoring in the bottom six was going to be a problem. Then mm-hmm. Zach Ashby says, ah, I'll score four goals on my last 10 games. No problem. I think or five goals in those last 10 games. I don't mind that, but th- like that's where you got to get that. And they don't all have to be pretty. Just, no, just do like, what you need to do. That that second goal certainly was not like that's that's a lucky bounce. Like that's yeah. just getting a good a good bounce. To his point, he's in front of the goalie, like he's in the right spot. Mm-hmm. Like he's sitting in the corner or he's sitting in the on the perimeter. You're in that spot so that you can, you know, get a piece of something. Um, and, and maybe it, it, it turns into a goal. Um, but also, uh, you know, you, you get a goal from Kerfoot and yeah, good night all around from, uh, from the depth. I do want to give an honorable mention, Dave, we're 25 minutes into the show and we haven't brought it up yet, but I think an honorable mention definitely is deserving to go to Mitch Marner's equipment. Cause boy, did we ever survive a scare tonight? Almost. Oh. There was a little skate blade issue on Marner's uh on the back of Marner's leg and he even said afterwards he kind of felt something and he asked afterwards is is there a cut is there something wrong here he he knew that he had got stepped on and um luckily the answer was no all was good and there was no injury crisis averted so honorable mention to Marner's equipment for keeping that guy safe now we need to bubble wrap this dude for the remaining five games of the year because that is one player in particular that the Maple Leafs simply cannot, cannot afford to go down to injury. Yeah, like imagine if, if like just a couple of inches lower on on his leg. Oof. That's 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 a bad situation there. Because like, don't know if you know this, NHL hockey skates, like NHL player skates, are very very sharp. Yeah, yeah, uh, and like I, you watch that play so many times over and over again, and I don't know why I kept watching it over and over again, but you're just you're just so fortunate of where it happened, and you know that's that's just the last thing the Leafs would have wanted to see, and I, I still was worried because of the way his reaction was that you know maybe I, I think the initial reaction was the fact that he got stepped on and probably the a muscle reacted a certain way and you know when you get stepped on like that especially somebody who's leaning a good part of their body on you probably felt that in a part of the leg that shouldn't but he said um I, just to uh add to that yeah just to um add to that here's what he said uh in the scrum today marner on scary moment ken johnson stepped on him uh quote right away it just felt weird I didn't know really what it was. When I got back, I just asked our trainers if there was a cut or anything. Pretty lucky. Definitely a freak little incident there. Um, I got the cut-proof stuff on my wrist, but not on my legs. Maybe I was lucky. He just wasn't a, a heavy guy, you know? It was a bit of a freaky play out there, but lucky enough, nothing came of it. Yes, very, very lucky. Very, very, very lucky. And I think a lot of these fans were counting their blessings at, at that point. So good thing that you brought that up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, speaking of players, I ran into a former player today up in the press box. I will tell you about that interaction after I tell you about one of today's show sponsors. And it's our good friends at FanDuel. 
Uh, the NHL playoffs are almost here. Now is the perfect time to download FanDuel. It's North America's number one sports book because now customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet does not win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, super easy to use. You can bet on everything from the money line to shop props, goal scores, whatever you want. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at bigger payouts with the same game parlay so don't miss your chance to get your no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars in bonus bets we go to fanduel.com slash locked on that's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more make every moment more with fanduel an official sports betting partner of the locked on network welcome back into the locked on Leafs podcast it's mike DeStefano and dave morissuti dave i went to the game tonight it did go down I, uh, you know, had a couple of good stopping chats with some media members, spoke with Jimmy Ralph. Joe Bowen's birthday, by the way, will be technically today uh, as the episode is dropped on April 5th. So happy birthday to Bonesy, the voice of the Toronto Maple Leafs. I definitely give him a shout out. Beautiful, beautiful human being. You know, spoke to, to Taddy, David Alter, Josh Cloak. Had a chance to chat with uh, Jonas Siegel of The Athletic. And I also had a stop and chat at the coffee machine with a current Maple Leafs executive, former Toronto Maple Leaf, Jason Spezza. Ran into Spezza at the game. Two things, two things. Just a quick stop and chat. Just asked him, you know, how you enjoying management, and you know, he expressed that he's really enjoying it. But recently, you know, has the itch to get back out there and playing, especially with the playoffs starting to starting to uh, come into focus, and which is completely understandable. But the funny part about the the interaction I had with Jason Spezza, I fully went there to go and get uh, uh, a, a hot chocolate. I wanted a hot chocolate. That's why I went to the machine. So they got like coffee, tea, hot chocolate. Those are three options that they have up in the media center. And so I'm sitting there and there's somebody in front of me. They're doing their thing, making their coffee. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. They leave. And as they leave and I'm up next to make my coffee, who comes beside right behind me in line, Jason Spezza. And I notice it's him. And I think to myself, I got to pivot. I can't be the guy who gets a hot chocolate in front of Jason Spezza. And I pivoted and I got a green tea. I got a green tea. I was going to say, how often do you drink green tea, Mike? <laughs> I, I mean, I don't hate green tea. Like, I am a tea guy by trade. I don't actually drink coffee. I, I do drink tea. But uh, it was not what I meant to get. And it was not what I intended on getting. Mm. But I, I couldn't be the guy to get hot chocolate in front of Spezza. So I just I grabbed a tea packet. And I was like, hey, Jason, go grab your coffee or whatever. And had a quick uh, chatted him up for you know good thirty to forty seconds as we made our beverages and and we went about our, our merry ways. But uh, yeah, a little run in with Jason Spezza tonight down at the Leaf game. No, no chance to try to see if you come on the podcast. Shout out for the podcast. I didn't want the first interaction to be uh, to be business. You know, I thought just keep it. You know, you're, you're working. You're greasing yeah, the wheel, greasing the wheels a little bit here. I see what you're doing. That's it. I'm just trying to, you know, trying to get a relationship with some guys in Leafs management. You know, so maybe, maybe at some point we can try and get Spets on the podcast, perhaps. But uh, for now, I think just trying to 
you know, make some relationships just by, you know, asking about them, you know, making them feel good, talking about them as opposed to asking for favors the second I meet the person. <laughs> I mean, Mike, we're times. We're all about the favors. That's true. Paisan, come on. Spetsa, if you're listening, join us. Open invitation. Pretty sure he's Italian as well. He's got an Italian background too, so he knows a few things about favors. He is. He is. He's definitely Italian. So open invitation to Jason Spetsa to join this show um, whenever he wants. I suppose any member of the Toronto Maple Leafs organization um, would uh, would have an open t- open invitation to join this show. Uh, so that was the story. That that was it. Just a quick stop and chat, which is kind of cool to to chat up Jason Spezza. And then, um, like, is that am I a like is that a pigeon move to completely on the fly change a little bit that's a little bit i was gonna say you know what if you're going hot chocolate just go for the hot chocolate if they chirp you just say hey man loves his hot chocolate he never would have chirped me obviously but like i know in his mind he'd be like what's this loser getting hot chocolate what is he a child hey man i I don't want people thinking that it's what time at night you're gonna go on you know you may be one of those people that after a certain time caffeine is off the table yeah, but there's also like a lot of sugar in hot chocolate, so that would also keep me up. Yeah, but you're walking home. You're you're burning that that stuff off. Yeah, yeah, I am burning that stuff off. Good catch, David. Good catch. Caught that. Um. Anyways, so there's the story uh, about how I I met Jason Spezza today at the game. Uh, really quickly, let's get an update on on Matt Murray. Um, last we heard was he was going to be reevaluated on Tuesday ahead of practice. Uh, well, it, it, we got our answer today, kind of. Um, it is a head injury is what it's being classified as. Uh, the word concussion was not used, but... Um, it was know, brought up, though. It was brought up. It was brought up, and Sheldon Keefe... Uh, when somebody tried to ask about that in particular, they were like, oh, is, is it a concussion? He said, I think I answered the question. Uh, you you didn't, didn't really answer whether it's a concussion or not, but okay. Okay, Shelton. Um, but the, the, the thing about it is there was no timeline that was put. They just said, you know, we'll take a little bit and see where things are. He was technically day-to-day. Is what uh, is what they are calling it, and I don't know how much I believe in uh, in in the term day to day when it comes to when it comes to this. Just because there is an extensive history, an extensive history with Matt Murray and um, and head injuries, and the fact that Sheldon Keith said, "Well, we'll see how it settles down," meaning it's not great right now. Well, he also said he's got a head injury and, and other, other things. I don't know what other things are. Well, what are, I, I what wonder are, if, if like he's saying head injury, you no, know, sometimes in those situations like whiplash, neck stuff on top of that. I mean, I, I don't know. Do we count that the neck as part of the head part? Like, are you I sure? don't know. That, I that, don't know. That's kind of where when I heard that, I said, well, in that collision itself, I thought first and foremost, if you didn't have a concussion, at least whiplash, similar to what Nola Chari had. Hmm. Yeah. It's kind of where I, when I heard that, that's where I was going. But, and he missed three games. Three games. Or turning tonight. So maybe we see Matt Murray next week. Definitely not going to see him like uh, next on uh, on on Thursday. I think we fully plan on seeing 
in Boston, Samsonov. I'd be shocked yeah. if it wasn't Samsonov going in Boston on Thursday, and then, I mean, probably Joseph Wall Saturday against uh, against the the Canadians. Potentially, it could be Samsonov. I suppose I would go Joseph Wall. And then you're probably going to get a split between Samsonov and and if Murray is able to come back, I guess he could start those last two games. Um, if he, if it's only a couple of games, or uh, Wall gets the last two games of the season, I would think. Um, but I don't know, man. I I, I kind of would be shocked if Matt Murray were playing games um, during the regular season for sure. Uh, I I could also see him missing out on on some playoffs here, and if that's the case, it's uh, Samsonov and and Joe Wall tandem going forward, and not much of a tandem at this point. I think that would classify as a Samsonov as the clear cut number one, and Joe Wall as the clear cut number two. Um, I don't know. You you are you okay with that? Do you have confidence that that could work? Yeah, I mean, Samsonov is proven he can take the mantle. Let me ask you this, actually. Are you less confident in that, or are you kind of indifferent? Uh, indifferent. Yeah, same. Like, Matt, Murray, you look at Matt Murray's season, it's been a very much up-and-down season. So, just just even if Joseph Wall gives you league average goaltending, which he's done above league average goaltending since he's been in the, with the team. Far above it. Yeah. So, like, I'm not, I'm not too worried about it. And look, Joseph Wall, he's got, he's got to show he can be an NHL goaltender. What better way than to put him in these sort of games right now, where, you know, maybe the team isn't at its best, and he has to pl- kind of elevate his game a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, like he's. Oh, I mean, uh... not at the best. I mean, like defensively, there's been some mishaps and stuff like that. Like the team hasn't played perfectly defensively. Uh, you're talking wall starts. Well, just in general, like we've seen, I mean, like you think back to the Detroit game, right? Like they didn't play great defensively. They made some pretty brutal mistakes and like those test goaltenders a little bit more. And I like, that's the sort of game where you like to see if Joseph wall can handle that. Matt Murray didn't really handle it as well before he got hurt. So that's where I'm kind of thinking Joseph wall. Let's see if he can handle the fire a little bit there. Let me put it for you. Uh, let me put it this way: In was it nine? I want to say maybe nine of of Matt Murray's last eleven starts, he's allowed four or more goals. Uh, you're looking at Joe Wall's um, last four starts with the Maple Leafs this season, four and zero, by the way, and hasn't allowed uh, more than two goals in any of those starts. Pretty good. Well, there you go. Pretty good. So, yeah, the, the, I, I, I don't feel like it's much of a downgrade from Murray to, to Joe Wall just based on how both of those goaltenders have played this season for being completely honest with each other. Um, it, the only difference is, I suppose, it, it, it gives Samsonov a longer leash. As Like, I don't think we'll see them go to Joe Wall as quickly as they would feel comfortable going to Matt Murray based on that prior pedigree but that's really the only difference i guess um and we'll see what happens come playoff time two weeks 
from having a lot of those answers. So we'll see what happens. Uh, that'll do it for us here today on the podcast. I'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Locked On These podcasts on all podcast platforms. You see daily leaves com- uh, content. Follow myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Kadak. Follow Dave at D underscore Morisuti. Go ahead, leave a like on this video if you liked the content. Uh, comment down below as well. That'd be fantastic. We'll be back with another episode for y'all tomorrow. But until then, keep it locked right here on Lockdown Leaves.